Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at this same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Skelly, as you know, was the originator of tailor-made gasoline. Skelly Aeromax, the gasoline that wakes up lazy motors. But now, listen closely, fellas and girls. We're picking up an important radio dispatch from your neighborhood Skelly man. Just a second now. Uh, uh, there, there, we've got him. Listen. Calling all members of Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. Calling all members. Attention, junior pilots. Cold weather ahead. Ask the chief pilot of your family car if he's made the change to winter oil. Don't delay. Head your ship for nearest Skelly landing field. And change over to Tagaline Winter Oil. Your neighborhood Skelly man, starting off. Well, that is an important message. Because there's no use talking. It means a lot to have your family car prepared for colder weather. And changing to winter oil may save Dad lots of trouble and expense later. Tell him to remember this. That it's cheaper to prepare than to repair. So there's a real special assignment for all you junior pilots. Let's see if we have those orders straight now, okay? First, ask Dad tonight, without delay, if he's made the change to winter oil. Because if he hasn't, he's not only liable to have trouble starting some of these frosty mornings, but he's also liable to damage the motor. Because slow-running summer oil just doesn't get up into that motor fast enough to lubricate it properly. What you want to tell Dad to use is fast-flowing tagoline, a winter oil that's tailor-made for easy starting and instant free-flowing lubrication in colder weather. So chart the course of your family car to your Skelly service station. Be sure you know the way so you can show Dad just how to get there. Remember, cold weather ahead is warning enough for the smart young friends of Captain Midnight. They know it's smart to be prepared for frosty mornings with Skelly Tagoline winter oil and free-flowing, easy-starting motor oil that's tailor-made for colder weather. And now to Captain Midnight. Yesterday, you remember, about 15 of Juan Parada's men came to help Captain Midnight and Chuck in their efforts to move the plane which has sucked into the muck of the dried lake bed on which it landed. Senor Parada and his men approached with a long rope to be attached to the plane. Suddenly, an ominous drone is heard in the sky, and the next instant, the nose of a black ship appears over a nearby ridge and dies down toward the surface of the dried lake. Captain Midnight cries to Chuck, they must run for their lives. Here they are. Listen to Chuck gas. We can't make it, Red. He's too close. You're right, Chuck. We can't. Quick, throw yourself on the ground. Okay, Red. You too. Flatten out, Chuck. Flatten out. Get right down into the ground if you can. I'm making myself as small as I Don't can. Don't punch up like that. Flatten yourself out. Yeah, that's right. Look out. He's going to hit us. No, he won't. No, he won't. See, he's pulling up. That's funny. He didn't fire at us. No. He didn't drop a bomb either. At least it hasn't exploded yet. He's zooming up. What do we do now? Well, listen. We're going to make for that shore. Come on now, as quick as your legs will carry you. Okay, Red. Let's go. All right, come on. Thank heavens, Parade and his men got to the shore. This dried lake bed sure fooled all of us. They weren't out as far as we were. No, they got to the shore in a hurry. Look. They dropped a rope. See it? It's right ahead of us. Uh, yes, I do. All right, now we'll grab it as we go by. I don't want this pilot to see it. He might get an idea of what we intended to do. Oh, here it is. I'll grab one end. That's it. I'll grab the other. 
Okay. Now, oh, come on. Hurry, hurry. Gee, I wish I could run faster. I think we'll make it all right. A little bit more and we'll be safe. That black ship seems to be flying away. No, he isn't. He's turning and coming back. Huh? Uh, yes, you're right, he is. Well, just a few steps more. Come on, up this bank and under that tree. Quick. Now, we're almost there. Right, quick, Chuck, quick. Pull yourself behind that tree. He's got a perfect shot at us. I can't understand that, Chuck. If that's one of Shark's pilots, why didn't he open fire? Gosh, that's right. He had almost a perfect shot at us. Yeah, he must be one of Shark's pilots. That's the same kind of a plane we've seen before. It sure is. Look, see it bank around over the other side of the lake bed? Yes. It's one of those single-seaters, all right. He had two good chances to fire at us. He didn't use either one. Well, it's possible he hasn't got any ammunition. But he hasn't. It's the first one of Shark's planes I ever saw without any. Yeah, look. Look at him now. He's zooming up and circling over the middle of the lake bed. What in the world's he doing? Yeah, he's looking things over. Well, this sure has got me buffalo. Yes, me too. He had another chance that he didn't take advantage of. Hmm? Why, he could have machine gunned that black two-seater which we landed in that dried lake bed. Or dropped a bomb on it. Jiminy Cricket Shred, look. Yeah. He's flying to the west. He's right over the ridge. Oh, I don't like that, Chuck. Well, that's where Ma and Patsy and Pinky and Slim are. I know. They should be in that grove of pine trees, though. The branches are thick. Maybe this pilot won't see them. Gee, I hope not. Now, wait. Yeah, he seems to be circling over that spot. Well, look, Red. Huh? Someone's coming. Oh, it's Senor Pareda. Oh, yes, yes, he sees us, too. He must have been watching to see where we went. Mm-hmm. Oh, Senor, you are safe? You have not suffered any injury? No, we're all right, Senor. How about you and your men? My men and I escaped, Senor. They are in the woods now, waiting for the orders. Oh, look, Red, look. Uh, what now, Chuck? That plane. It's turning and going north, away from where Ma and Patsy are. Ah, that is good. He's flying away. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but I'm afraid it won't be long before he'll be back and have others with him. Ah, well, he's gone. He's out of sight. Yeah. Me, Capitan, I do not understand. This pilot, he does not fire the gun. We don't understand that either, senor. But even if he does not fire the gun, senor, he has found this place. Now he knows we have the, uh, what you Americanos say, the hideout. That's the worst thing about it, Red. Now we'll hightail it back to Shark and tell him where we are. Yes, yes, there's no doubt about that. Now we've got to make a decision and make it quickly. Listen, senor Pareda. See, El Capitan, I give you my attention. All right. How many entrances are there into this lake bed? There are only the two entrances. One is over the mountain trail, and the other is in a deep barranca. Mm -hmm. See? There it is. Oh, yes, yes, I see it. Must have been the old outlet for the lake, huh? See, si, senor, a long time ago, the water from the lake runs out in that direction. Oh, that's good. It shouldn't be hard to defend those two entrances. See, si, senor, my men, they will guard those entrances. They will hide behind the trees and the rocks. They will not let anyone come in. Oh, just a minute. Do your men have guns? See si, me, Capitan. Not very good guns, perhaps, but just the same. They will shoot. Oh, that's fine, senor. Oh, this is a great break for us, Chuck. A small number of men can hold those two entrances against a large force. Well, I can see that all right, Red. And don't forget, we can get Pinky and Slim. They're used to this kind of thing. Yes, they'll be a lot of help, too. Uh, but there's one very grave danger. That's from the air. Chuck's pilots can bomb and machine gun us. So we've got to make some kind of a shelter that will be safe from both bombs and bullets. Ah, senor, that will not be difficult. No? In the side of this mountain, there are dry caves. And one of these caves has the spring of good drinking water. Boy, oh boy, isn't that swell? Well, that's the best news yet. Shark's pilots won't dare land on this lake bed because they can see the black two-seaters stuck in the mud there. That's right. I don't think they'll try it anyway. They'd be open targets for our guns. Uh, but there's something else we've got to consider. What's that, Red? If Major Steele and Conley do get across the border and come back to help us, they'll have a hard time finding this place. 
Uh, we'll try to find a way to solve that a little later. Now then, Chuck, here's a job for you. Okay, Red, shoot. You go up on the ridge and get Patsy and Ma and Slim and Mickey. Get them down here just as quickly as you can. Okay, Red. In the meantime, Senor Parada and I will put the finishing touches to our defense plan. Now, here's what we It is later the same morning. Across the high ridge to the north and down the valley lies Ivan Shark's secret landing field. In a grove of trees near the edge, close to the ruins of the shack where Major Steele and Conley were trapped, stands Ivan Shark. With him is his daughter, Fury. A black plane has just landed and taxied to the edge of the field where it stands with engine idling. Ivan Shark and Fury are talking in low tones. Listen as Fury says. It is Von Griff, Father. Yes, Fury, so I see. And this time, you'd better have a good report. Von Griff will have an alibi again. You can depend on that. We will see. Ah, here he comes. Yes, Chief, I have good, good news for you this time. I'm glad to hear that, Von Griff. And what is the good news? I have located the whole kitchen caboodle of them. Ah, and they are... About eight miles south of us, at the upper end of this valley, ah. is a high ridge. On the other side, very high, is what looks like the crater of an old volcano. At one time, there must have been a lake there. And why are you telling me all these interesting geographical facts, Von Griff? Listen, Chief, you do not have to get sarcastic with me. I have found the whole crowd. They are hiding up there. Who is hiding up there? The old bunch. I saw Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey and that parader fellow, the one who got away from you. Well, well, Von Griff, this is very interesting. Continue, please. Not only that, but on a ridge above the lake, there are some more people. I think it must be she whom you call Maud Donovan and her daughter and those two prospectors. Ah, so they've all gathered there together. That is right. And that black two-seater they stole from us, it is out on the lake bed, stuck in the mud. I saw Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey were looking at it. Indeed, Von Griff. So they were looking at it. They certainly were. I guess they were trying to figure out how to get it out. Ah. Von Griff. Are Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey still alive? Why, of course. You, you mean, mean to tell me, Von Griff, that my two greatest enemies were out in the middle of a dried lake bed when you dove upon them, and they are still alive? That you didn't? Oh, but listen, she I thought the big thing was to let you know where they were. Ah, such nonsense. In one instant, you could have destroyed them. Why did you not do it, Von Griff? I am telling you, Chief. I thought you would want to know where they were. I thought you'd want me to come back and report to you first. Go, Von Griff. Go quickly before my wrath gets the better of me. What do you want me to do? Fly down to headquarters at once and bring back every available pilot and plane. Go quickly while you still can. Okay, Chief. Didn't I tell you, Father? That Von Grit has something up his sleeve? He's playing some kind of a game, I tell you. Perhaps that is so, Fury. But you know my motto. You mean uh, always to strike first? That is it, Fury. That is the essence of self-protection. In that case, Father, I am sure it would be best to take some action. You mean in regard to Von Griff? Yes. Let us be rid of him before he does us injury. You, my dear Father, are a master of mysterious disappearances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, my dear Fury. Those who have sought to double-cross me have vanished into thin air. But we must not wait, Father. This night, when we have dinner, I will fix a special dish for Von Griff. You know what I will put in it. Hmm. Von Griff will become very sleepy. 
And then... <laughs> and then, yes, my dear Fury. Listen, Father. Huh? I hear a plane. Yeah. Yes, there. See? It's coming from the north. Look, Father, it's not ours. It's not black. It has... Yes, it has silver wings and a blue body. It's going very fast. Look, it's driving down. It's going to land here. We must prepare for a surprise. Perhaps an unpleasant one. I wonder what this can mean. Come, Fury. We will find out. Well, it doesn't look very good for the pilot, Von Griff. Can it be true that he is double-crossing Ivan Shark? And who can this new arrival be? A strange plane with silver wings and a blue body. Ivan Shark will certainly make immediate plans for the capture of Captain Midnight and his friends. What will those plans be? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. Now, remember that message from your neighborhood Skelly Man. It was a friendly warning to all you fellas and girls who are acting as junior pilots of your family car. He warned you that with cold weather ahead, it's time to change over to free-flowing, easy-starting Tagoline. Now, winter oil that's tailor-made for colder weather. So, hop into the junior pilot seat there beside Dad and lead the way to your Skelly service station. Have your car made ready for the snappy weather that's ahead. Just be sure you get genuine Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil. Also, if you haven't yet joined the new 1940 flight patrol, there's your chance. Your Skelly man will sign you up and send right in for your secret medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious secret password. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Is this new arrival a friend or an enemy? Where are Major Steele and Bud Conley? And what will Captain Midnight do next? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!